0: To have you with us, and this is a switchback special. I've got Brian Fitzgerald here, the other half of switchback. As people always like to say, are you the back or are you the switch? Never get tired of that one. Never. <laughs> and uh, the last time that the two of us actually talked to everybody was some months ago, back in March, when we did the first of our online concert series. And I thought it would be smart to start in about that because there's some interesting
1: revelations going on by going back through our old material. It's really been an an adventure. I I had no idea that we had so many songs that have been just sitting there that didn't get a chance to uh, get played in front of an audience. And as a result, we had to go back in and and dust them off, which was a lot of fun, actually, because it's like children, right, Marty? They're like our, our kids, these songs. Yeah, they definitely are. Some of these kids are orphans. <laughs> They've been separated from their parents for a while, some of these songs. Yeah. It's, it's great, though. There's no such thing as a bad switchback song, right, Mark?
0: Well, That's funny. I think you and I have, over the years, censored ourselves when we felt like a song wasn't ready.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you compared it to a plane that can go down the runway, but it doesn't quite get... Then
0: there's the other songs that we have in our junkyard of songs. We were just talking about one of the old songs that never made it to an album. Came very close. Right. Guinevere, I think. Yeah. One of our fans up in Michigan, Cornelia, Uh always talking about Guinevere and when's it going to come on an album. And never did because it was one of those songs that just... Didn't feel like it was the right fit.
1: And, and the treatment's very tricky. There's a lot of ways you can go with it. Another song that comes to mind is uh, Love Won't Run Away. We attempted to record that for an early album. Right. And I'm trying to think, which was it Check On Out that we were trying to put that? Anyway, we decided that it wasn't there yet. And we waited till it wasn't until we did, I think it was Bull and Ree, right? That we Celt-
0: Celticized the yeah, thing, I mean,
1: And it worked really especially well. Especially with John Williams playing his incredible Irish flute solo, and Liz Carroll was on
0: That song really could be one of those songs, one of those PBS groups like Celtic Women are taking. Sure. They're welcome to it. <laughs> Speaking of songs, I was reading the BBC today, and I'm going to have to look up the guy's name. But he's, some artists I've never heard of, but he's writing for... Miley Cyrus, oh. Paul McCartney. He seems like a younger guy than us, yeah. but it was interesting because he was talking about the fact that there are all these songs out there now, mm-hmm. and Spotify loads up like twenty thousand songs, new songs a day. He threw out some wow. kind of figure like that. It's just one yeah. of those things
1: where you're like, even Billy Idol's got a new 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 tune, yeah. right? And it sounds like something. Anyway, go ahead and finish. Well, no,
0: I I think you're catching on where he was coming from. Yeah. Uh, It's he was. ABBA has a new album out.
1: Yeah. They have five new songs that they recorded.
0: So you have these artists that have been out there that are coming out with new material. But then you have your dead artists, like David Bowie. And he used David Bowie as an example of somebody could be discovered life on Mars for the very first time. And he's saying that so you're not only competing with your peers, but you're competing with people who have passed on before you. Yeah. Uh, the classics are competing with you. And then he brought up the point that because of TikTok, mm-hmm. th- now people can take a song and they can put a dance beat. They can yeah. play with it a little bit, and right. all of a sudden, they're not going to take your rights. But they're they now that song has been sued. Uh, and so. They had a song that they had recorded in this band. I think it's One Republic is the name of the band. But hmm. back in 2019, and it was a sleeper. Some kid got it up on TikTok and put it to this dance beat. Huh. And it became number one and it, out one, the new song that he was trying to push. Oh. It was interesting. Yeah. Because he was saying the business now... Is for
1: the birds. It's nuts. And uh, how are you coping with that? I think that I think everybody's coping with it in their own way. It doesn't. I don't think it really changes things too much for us. The only thing that we're still with a lot of product that uh, might be possibly the CD might be going to the wayside. But I don't know how that is. But as far as new projects, I think that there's not as much of an urgency to necessarily release an entire album.
0: Yeah. The only place I've seen. Anybody saying counter to that is actually from CD Baby. Oh, where they're like, there's cool. still statistics showing that the CD is still viable. And, yeah. and their argument, of course, they're trying to sell CDs. They're yeah. manufacturers. They're saying still the best way of presenting your material is by album. It could be argued. I don't know. But let's take a little break. Let's play a, a switchback song. Any song that comes to mind that you want to spin for these guys?
1: I'll let you choose the first one.
0: All right, let's choose Apple of My Eye. All right. And you're listening to Strung Up. Okay, I'm back with Brian Fitzgerald. Brian, Delta Variant, what's going on in your life? What's going on
1: in Iowa? In Iowa it's a very a republican state. And there's no way in hell there's gonna be any serious mandates come from Governor Reynolds, I don't think. Uh, so I noticed that in the stores, there's very little mask wearing in our little town of Lansing. We're aware that depending on what you're watching, as far as your news goes, there's a lot of, what do they call that? Breakthroughs. It's a breakthrough, yeah. There's a great deal of that happening. And my wife and I are taking care of my mother, who's almost 92. So we're going to be definitely on the cautious side, and and Mom's probably going to need to get the booster shot. So as far as uh, my activities, I was actually going out and enjoying some of the local spots at night, at the bars and things like that, but now I'm kind of like wondering uh, if that's such a good idea. Now that I'm back in Oak Park, it's a completely different scene. People are a little more masked up for sure. In fact, when you walk into any store around that neighborhood. It's kind of a mandatory mask situation. Yeah, the state of Illinois has come out with a mask mandate. I've been actually forgetting to put the mask on until in the middle of the store, wondering why people are looking at me strange. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: was, I thought you were going to say I was at the salad bar. We have some shows coming down the pike, getting back out, and thank God one show is going to be in front of supposedly three to five thousand people out near al, al-, 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 Kader, al- Kader, Iowa. Yeah. And outdoors, thankfully. What's it called? Do you remember what the it's event the is? It's the Antique Caterpillar Association, and it's a big huh. business outside, out of El Cater. Okay. And I think C.J. Moyne and Company. But and so every year, they've had this gathering, and they heard about us. And, and El Cater has an
1: opera house but that we've
0: played a couple times. But this is going to be outdoors. Outdoors on the street. Yeah. I feel good about that. But it is scary right now, and everybody that I talk to in the business scene, that's everybody's just waiting for the shoe to drop i
1: think a lot of big name acts have canceled everything for this year which we didn't think was going to happen we thought and this is the year that people are going to reopen their business
0: another thing that's forcing our hand is that now like in the state of iowa governor reynolds stopped federal payments of unemployment yes her spokesman said that we canceled unemployment and employment rose 175 percent. i'm like Duh! You're forcing people. <laughs> You're forcing people to go out and, and work yeah. uh, it, during a, a pandemic.
1: Iowa's known for their meat packing and hogs and production, and you just wonder how things are carrying on in that situation. What did you think of the whole? I love New York concert? Did you get a chance to see? Any I, of didn't, that?
0: Di- I didn't. I didn't. Did you? I
1: saw some of it. It was almost a. a comedic situation when Barry Manilow took the stage after Carlos Santana played and some other acts got up there. And then all of a sudden Barry Manilow is in the middle of one of his medleys where he goes from Mandy to to Sweet Caroline to the Coca. Oh, Coca, all that. He started with that because apparently that was actually a New York City club. But anyway, in the middle of that thing, they cut him. Boom. And Marty and I actually had that happen to us at a festival down in Texas once. So I thought of that because all of a sudden the skies were igniting with electrical storms and that's it they had to and they didn't think this these cells were going to develop the way they did but the, lo and behold so they cleared thousands of people out of this park and it was an internationally televised event all these like the killers were up next they had all these big time acts even Bruce Springsteen and you know Patty Smith and you name it and this thing just got but apparently they, the killers came later on. They didn't give any hope that any of that stuff was going to continue. Not all the acts played, but it was fascinating uh, just to hear people like Carlos Santana weighing in on how things were in his life right now. And he's very, carry yourself like you're a, a beam of light. So you can tell he's gone, total inward journey. And then you got someone like Patti Smith is saying, this is a celebration about New York City. What are we really celebrating right now, the... There's fires out in California, the planets in peril. We got, <laughs> we got this new variant on the rise, so it, it was fascinating. I was looking forward to seeing all the acts, but the fact that it got interrupted like that, was. that's uh, live music. That's the way it is.
0: Live music, there's no control. You're at the mercy of everything. That's the way I always felt about it, whether it's inside or out. But boy, especially when you're playing outside, I think... Brian and I have been through a total of at least four tornadoes outside. <laughs> it just, it's nuts. But
1: And three of those were on one night. I was thinking of Dubuque where there's actually 20 tornadoes in the air. That was <laughs> indoors. Well, that was the test Madeline's uh, wedding. I thought yeah. you were
0: t- talking about the ice house one where we all ended up in the men's room. Oh, yeah, that was you another. Know, one. But that's a whole other t- What
1: was the name of that club? For it was... Uh, It wasn't Ice House. It was was that guy that had the the docks. It was like Billy's... Catfish Charlies. Yeah, Catfish Charlies Charlie's in Dubuque. (laughs) Uh, And what was the one guy, like Marty said, there was extreme weather? Bill Gillies, right? Uh, Uh, Bill Gillies was the lawyer. And was he the guy that was sitting at the bar? Yeah. He said, if I go out in this world, I'm not going to be in a men's room (laughs) with a bunch of other guys. I'm going to be at the bar.
0: He was a braver man than the rest of us. (laughs) but that's made sense though it made sense he was was sitting there nonchalant with his whiskey in his hand i remember that as if it was yesterday let's do
1: that to love won't run away
0: okay we're listening to love won't run away on strung out switchback special i want to talk about these online concerts get back to that a little bit about why it's so important i think for us to be doing it right now not only for our own Pleasure, if you will, or just it's like Brian said earlier in this podcast, it's like rediscovery. It's like coming across yeah. old journals or something that has a lot of valuable information, and yet you open it up and you're like, oh man, I didn't realize that was going on. It's one thing to listen to these old albums, but then to come back and play them and rediscover some of the ways of playing these songs. As I can't help but think this is going to have a positive effect on our, our music. But I don't see the situation really changing too much. What I think is going to happen here is that we are going to stay with this hybrid model for the foreseeable future. I think that this is how it's going to play for a long time.
1: The new normal. I
0: don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, folks. I think the important thing is being able to attract people to check out those concerts and participate in them, enjoy them, because it's an amazing legacy. Hopefully we'll be able to get through all these albums and uh, do it in such a way that somebody
1: a hundred years from now can walk through it and be like... We've always thought about uh, franchising Switchback, just bringing some unsuspecting teenagers into the the, uh, traces of trying to put on a show as Brian and Marty. And these videos would be a good study aid for... (laughs) (laughs) They could get our mannerisms. Yeah, no, but they could learn where we are on the necks of the guitar because it's just a simple video. I'm half kidding about that stuff, but I I just think that one of the things that occurred to me is all these songs are really touchstones to the past. It's fun because they evoke a lot of emotion and, and memories when we go back to laying them down. And we're being very warts and all on these things as far as when we, when we do them. It's like just being at a live show, and that creates a little bit of excitement for us yeah, as performers. I,
0: th- I think it's important for people to see an artist flub or just being honest in the way they approach their guitar and, and perform. Some of these programs are so well scrubbed And mixed and reshot and things like that, that you really never get to see that gritty feeling that can only be truly witnessed at a live performance. Yeah. But this is the next best thing, and it reminds me, I saw American Masters a couple weeks ago that had Chuck Berry. And you talk about somebody just working on the way he played, and Keith Richards had to produce uh, a concert at the Fox Theater.
1: Was Keith playing with him? Yeah, he was playing with him,
0: but it was just like pulling teeth. And I thought that Keith Richards was so magnanimous in the way he praised Chuck Berry. But the other thing was that was really cool about was he appreciated the curmudgeon that Chuck Berry became, uh-huh. and Chuck Berry became a curmudgeon because he was a product not only of his time, but as just, he was... Uh, and he was I was hard, um, hard to deal with. And he was an artist that felt like Little Richard and some of these other guys, I not getting the respect, the accolades, the acknowledgement. I feel for a lot of artists... That it's very difficult sometimes to think that you might be making a spot in this world.
1: Yeah, it's disheartening, and sometimes it's encouraging to hear some things on the radio that they think is good music, and it's not that good. But uh, I do my takeaway from the whole Keith Richards and the Chuck Berry thing is Keith uh, ex- Keith learned before he met Chuck Berry, he learned how to approach the guitar in a way that nobody else approached the guitar until it was a Chuck Berry. The interesting thing is he didn't realize that Chess record was speeding up the recording, so he was actually trying to enact or pull off these licks. He's in a position on the guitar that was ten times more difficult where Chuck was at because he was up the neck, probably trying to get a sound that Chuck was doing in an open position. So it was really a good training for Keith Richards. But he said after working with this guy on the road and being around him, for these shows and this production, he said it, Mick, he thought Mick Jagger was a pain in the ass. <laughs> he
0: said, he was, <laughs> Yeah, in fact, he said, I've been working with the biggest prima donna there is out there, referring to Mick. Grinned about it. I want to just uh, pivot to one more thing and then we can wrap up this podcast. We're looking forward to our first time back out on the road. And uh, what are your thoughts about that?
1: It's going, to be, it's going to be different. It's going to be I'm really looking forward to it because our first show is with friends, people that have been not only there for us for shows, but they've actually come out to our songwriting workshops that we uh, held at one time and hope to hold again at the Four Mounds in Dubuque, Iowa. I was telling Marty, I said, we really should fire up the PA, make sure we have all our... <laughs> just the, the technical end of things and familiarize ourselves with maybe playing a set, and these guys have a favorite album that they want to hear, Goes of the River Folk. They also want us to get people up moving and dancing. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, that's just the first show. It's in Manhattan, Kansas. And uh, we're going to a pig roast the next day. Actually, we're, to
0: we're going to be doing a free concert in a little tiny town, Franklin, Iowa, mm-hmm. which is down near Kayakaka. The, the pig roast itself, they canceled because of COVID. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, the, they figure the next best thing is to put us on <laughs> a stand in a little town so people can space. I think that's cool in a way. It's, a yeah, it's almost what the future is going to have to hold for us for a while. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for us to get back into fighting form. Yeah. And this is something I forgot. You broke your leg in October of
1: 2019. Yeah, October 22nd. Yeah, your son's birthday. My mom's birthday, too, yeah. Break
0: your leg. And and so we had this practice session of knowing what it was going to be like in the pandemic because we were...
1: Out of work for about a month and a half, right? Yeah. January we went back. January. It was about three months. We had to cancel and cancel. We got back up
0: onto the road just to get close to our chops. It was starting to come back in. We were about maybe working about a month. And then the pandemic
1: came. Yeah which was just... Do you remember after that layoff what it was like going back? We were down in Arizona. Yeah, we... uh, first show at the cabaret?
0: It took us... It it wasn't as bad. With a three-month hiatus, I think the interesting thing about it was we do a lot of shows when we do work together, and it's just running laps. I I can't put it in a better way. It's a workout.
1: Speaking of workouts, getting back to the concerts that we've been filming... That's really another good reason for doing those, It's just to stay in some kind of fighting form. And
0: it remains to be seen. I think we're going to be okay. My prediction is that it'll probably come back a lot faster than we realize, because during the pandemic, you and I individually have kept moving,
1: and that's probably the most important. And if you can't remember the lyrics, Marty has a technique called Mr. Velvet. That's right. I haven't padded. I the lower jaw. What, you, Let the lower jaw
0: just, just uh, relax And yeah. then nonsensical kind of thing sounds
1: like Navajo But
0: you look, yeah. you look like you know what you're doing yeah, And that's absolutely. the most important thing yeah. And uh, that's a trade secret right there We just threw out at you guys So We're, lo-
1: we're losing our minds here getting all lo- our,
0: <laughs> Giving it away Listen, Brian, great to have you again on Strung Out We'll be coming back with Switchback Stay tuned with us, guys uh, The Switchback Army is about to march again Got a little number here, Bright, a
1: little thing to take Sing us out. Sing with me. A day or two after Charlottesville. I'm rolling down the interstate. just what they do Ricking in the bucks Running us a muck It isn't a red or blue
0: All right. That was the song that we just started working on before the pandemic. Yeah. And it's been going through a metamorphosis now for about a year and a half. And my biggest fear was that song was going to be out of style.
1: (laughs) Nice. As long as we have what we have going on. Very divided country. We're tired of this stupid division. Let's just end it, huh? Can't we all just get along? This is the
0: longest goodbye for a podcast, but we'll see you guys soon, okay? Take care. Bye-bye.